<sighs> so what's up? Um, not a whole lot, honestly. Just, yeah. Yeah, I'm just kind of vibing today. Sorry, I, 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 I um, I try, I try and come into this with like a, cl- I, I try and come into like every episode with like a cleansed palette, just kind of like starting from zero, see where the vibes take me. But like, I'm just coming off the end of that movie, and I like, <laughs> there are residuals. Yeah. <laughs> and I know we're in the cold open, so we're not allowed to talk about it yet. I believe, believe anyone listening, believe me, I know the rules of my own podcast. But I just, if you feel some vibes coming from me, you'll, you'll find why, you'll find out why later. But, uh, (laughs) ignoring the vibes, how's the, how you, how's your week been? Um, I mean, obviously kind of trying to, you know, navigate around the elephant in the room. Uh, Yeah, we were supposed to record this on Tuesday. We were supposed to record this on Wednesday this week, right? Which was, uh. Yeah. (laughs) Which was a and then uh, that kind of a, a very normal day for for anyone for anyone listening in the far flung future. Uh, this previous Wednesday was the first of the seventeen coup attempts by Trump supporters. <laughs> yeah, this <laughs> to overtake the government. Yeah, this this was before the Q shaman like built that <laughs> mecca for himself. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, oh. God. Well, the Q, the, the Q shaman could not, uh, well, no, that, you're thinking of the wrong Q guy. The Q shaman was, was canceled after the first, <laughs> after the first one because of his, uh, his, his communist sickle tattoo, remember? <laughs> right, yeah. I'm sorry, I don't want to, I don't want to spend too much time on it, but it is just like, I, it is just the funniest thing in the world. These, like, these, 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 like, like, I have a lot, I have a great deal of sympathy for people who have been caught up in QAnon because it is, like, designed to prey on a certain group of people. And it's not to say that, like, the, every single person who's doing QAnon is, like, innocent or anything, but, like, the influencers are truly terrible people. And it's just really, really funny for me for someone to spend four fucking years ingratiating themselves into this, like, group of, like, like very harmfully spreading these beliefs that like hurt people and like end families, and then it just like it, it feels it's it's so karmic because he he showed up at the at the stop the steal rally, and now all the QAnon people think he's a pedophile because he's got the sign on his hand, yeah. <laughs> and no one will believe no one will believe him that he's the Q shaman. Yeah, it's it's like the same thing happened to that uh, the guy who was doing all the save the children rallies, where it's like. You know, he, like, gets all this clout into, like, QAnon stuff, and then when the mainstream news starts covering, everyone's like, oh, what the fuck? He does, like, he, he wrote a song, and they he mentioned pizza, so he's part of the deep state. <laughs> I missed, I missed that, I missed, I missed the, I missed the Save the Children guys pizza song. Yeah. Like, I just, like, I, if you're a QAnon person, like, how do you make that mistake? Like, <laughs> you, like, you you, you, you have like a di- you have like like you have like a dictionary of like you, you remember that scene in the Captain America the Winter Soldier when Bucky Barnes gets activated? I, I have not seen that movie. Like that scene but... where the guy is just reading like family. Okay. Home, yeah, yeah. Red. Fourteen like <laughs> they they have those like those words committed to memory and they can just never say them. Like they can't say pizza, they can't say red shoes, they can't say uh I've forgotten all the other code words that uh, QAnon loves to loves to uh, dive into. Can't use the number seventeen. No, no, no. They, they love seventeen. Okay, seventeen that, is good. That's the one you can use. But then, like, yeah, that's that's the Patriot symbol. But then, if like Nancy Pelosi does it, well, one times seven or 
seven minus one, that's a six. Infamous six, six, six. Yeah, there you go. How many letters are in Nancy Pelosi's name? Five <laughs> and seven. Wait. Fuck, her last name's got six. Never mind. Fucking. No. Never mind. Fuck. How many letters are in Nancy Fuck. Pelosi's name? 666. Wow. <laughs> she's got six letters in her first and last name, and that's why she's a Homestuck troll. <laughs> no. Nancy. Hold on. Is Nancy, hold on. Is Nancy, is Nancy short for anything? I gotta, fi- I gotta find this out. Is Nancy just a given name or is it short for something? It, hold no. Nan- Damn. Now, I'm looking at Wikipedia and it says the name Nancy was originally a diminutive form of Anne, which, like, seems... That makes it even further... That makes yeah, it even it's... further away from it being a valid troll name. So this is this is nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Nancy Pelosi homestuck, though. I'm, like, rotating it in my mind. Okay, uh, so you said that and that legally means that we have to start the podcast <laughs> now. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> like, I, I, I danced around it. I did say it was a valid 20, but you saying the words Nancy Pelosi homestuck means that we had to put the theme music in right here. everyone it's your number one uh ludicrous podcast i'm sarah and i would like to know what, what, what what's your fantasy to see and i'm asking that to my guest today antigone hi i'm antigone and they call me the white doctor torture <laughs> i'm always saying this about you it is when no. you when you kill me in a, when you kill me in electrical you are being the you are being the white doctor torture <laughs> Uh, Antigone, um, this is your first time on the podcast, so introduce yourself, tell the audience a little bit about yourself, all that good good, all that good shit. Okay, yeah, uh, hi, I'm Antigone, um, I, like, with regards to my, like, horror movie status, I Mm -hmm. am mostly a, what scientists call a crybaby wimp, Mm -hmm. I, I just... I think the scariest movie I've ever seen in theaters is, like, Super 8. And it's like, I I covered my eyes when the creature was on screen. And if if I remember, I think, like, Super 8 was a PG-rated movie or something. It was probably That sounds about right. That that, that was, who who was, was that George Lucas? That wasn't George Lucas, was it? Was it Luke? Was it Georgie? I, I don't think it was George Lucas. It, who was it? It was like a big. It was like a big director. J. J. Who I can't Abrams. remember. Oh, J.J. Abrams. Yeah, that is a, that is a big director. You know. Yeah. You know how uh, the Shrieking Shack talks about big movies. J.J. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Abrams is a big director. Big director. Um, um, the scariest movie I've seen in my whole life was Signs, and I did have to listen when that alien walks across. When that alien busts I, up that birthday party, was, it's scary. We've, we've covered say, this on podcast. Yes. It's like I I had I was watching it at my grandparents' house 
And when that happened, I was like, ah, I'll be right back. And I, like, just stayed in the kitchen for, like, ten minutes. <laughs> Listen, when you're young, things get you. Yeah. But, um, I, I feel like I've been slowly, like, warming up more to the idea of horror stuff. Like, I'm a big Junji Ito fan. Um, mm-hmm. It's just like, I guess it's just like seeing those freaky little guys move around is the part that gets me. Mm-hmm. God, that re- Yeah, when they're small and they're and they're moving, it's not good. Yeah, that, that reminds me that, like, the one other uh, horror movie experience I'm remembering I had is with the second Halloween movie, Halloween 2. Uh, That's a good fucking movie! I... I will take your word on it, because, like, it was like my dad just put it on one night, and I just caught the scene where it's the Silver Shamrock, you know, broadcast, and the kid has the masks on, or, like, the kid has the mask on, and the thing happens, and his head just turns into a pumpkin, and a bunch of spiders come out, <laughs> and... No, that's that's ha- that's Halloween 3. That's Halloween oh, 3, that's Season of the Witch. Halloween Michael Myers 3, is not in that one. Okay, I, I knew still it's one a, of them. Still a good-ass movie. I, I'm going to say it's still a good-ass movie. Yeah, it's... it's just... There are people who hate it because it doesn't have Michael Myers in it, which is, like, that's coward shit. Right, um, yeah. The, the history of Halloween is really, really interesting to me because I, I know we've talked about this before on this podcast, but it's been a while. I'm just always so enthralled by, like, the fact that they were, like, the... Because the thing is that, like, Halloween 1 and 2 is basically one story just split up across two movies. Mm-hmm. And then, because the original intention of Halloween was to be, like, an anthology series. Like, 1 and 2 were not supposed to be, like, the precursor for the entire Michael Myers franchise. And you saw that with 3, Season of the Witch. And people got so fucking pissed at Season of the Witch because they're like, where's Michael? Where's Mikey? Where's our boy? I want to see my boy. Right, yeah. And so they were, and then, so then for part, so then for the fourth one, they're like, all right, fuck it, you get Mikey back. And they made some other Michael Myers movies. Some were good. Some were not. Some were, yeah, some were not. That's the word I'd use, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, see, like, on on that front, I, I feel like it would have been more acceptable if Halloween 2 was the scary silver shamrock one because mm-hmm. then it's like okay yeah this is you know you can obviously eight see more it's days a... till halloween 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 yeah. eight more days till halloween silver, silver shamrock. shamrock it's a good song banger club banger club banger anyways so speaking of we watched a movie this week though we watched a movie this week yes Speaking of anthology series, <sighs> we watched Fantasy Island from 2020, and the first three pages of my notes are going to make it sound like I really, really liked this movie. And the first half of this movie, I really, really did like. I don't know if I will like it again, knowing what I know about the end, considering it kind of like, it, it kind of like, you know, it, you know how like the sixth sense when you get to the end and you see the twist and then you watch it back and you're like, oh, and it makes it so much better now that you know the twist. Yeah, exactly. I, like the, it's the opposite for this. Like I know how this ends and as such the rest of it is. Yeah. The, the movie mysteriously ends like 45 minutes in and we, we love that. Just, yeah. I, I have my hands over my eyes. I do not see it. Yeah. 
so, so this movie opens with a woman running through the like some jungle on on this on this island. Uh, it's late at night, and she's running from someone. She goes into an office and she tries to call somebody, and it's like, "Hey, let, hey, come help me!" And the voice on the other end is like, "Oh, I know exactly where you are. I'm coming to get you right now." Oh, it's be- and it's because you're one of my guests. Surprise! And then they like pull her out from under the desk, and then they take her away for later. Uh, with, they do like some weird fight choreography here, and it's not good, but like they do it. Yeah. The the cinematography is like bad here. It's just like out oh, now. The the rest of the cinematography in this movie is like not bad, but like this brief action shot is just it just looks like doo doo ass. Yeah, well, like where where she gets like pulled back. You mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember that feeling like a very out of place shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and we just see this, like, she gets pulled away, and we see, like, the nameplate on the desk, and it says, it says Mr. Rourke. Who could that be? I'm thinking. Um, we jump forward. Some woman's running on the beach, and she's really excited to see a plane, and she's like, the plane, like, in the, like, remember the TV show? Remember the, do you you remember the TV show? I remember it. I saw it, and I clapped. Oh, and the, yeah, the plane lands and we meet, I have like a fucking, like, that one gif of Beyonce, <laughs> but I, I have that except for it's Ryan Hansen, which, because I, I, I fucking love Ryan Hansen, uh, I, he was, I, I was introduced to him in Veronica Mars and he is just like, whenever he shows up, I'm just truly delighted. He's, he plays a really good bro. Yeah, off, off the top of my head, I couldn't think of anything else I've seen him in, but like he... He really does like a solid performance in this film. Oh, he's great. He he's he's truly great in Veronica Mars. That that was the one with um, the God, what's her name? The the girl from the Good Eleanor Shellstrop, right? yes. yeah. Okay. Yep. Um uh, trying to think if there was anyone else big on that show. Uh Meg Meg uh, who is the one who was in uh, uh, Scott Pilgrim? Is that Meg Whitman or May Whitman? I, you are honestly one of them is like a recent actress, and the other one is like an old actress. <clears throat> Hold on, I'm, I'm, I'm do- okay. So it was not Meg Whitman. Oh, Meg Whitman is also not an actress. Oh, okay. She's she's a board member of Procter and Gamble. <laughs> she was also the CEO of Quibi. Oh, are you serious? Oh God! <laughs> but no, she was um, she, she May Whitman, I believe. No, huh? who the fuck was in Veronica Mars then? What the fuck? Her name is Tina Majorino, and I don't know why I thought she was May Whitman. They do look a little bit similar, kind of. There's, there's an M it's, in there. It's been a long time. Yeah, there is. There's a. There's a. It's been a long time since I watched Veronica Mars. It's a good show, though. I should rewatch it. Okay. Uh, Ryan Hansen's here. Michael Pena is here. Uh, Jim- no one else is here, really. But uh, well, we, we. Jimmy see Yang is here. Ryan Hansen is. What's that? Uh, uh, Jimmy Yang is here. I don't know. I, I mean, I know that he. I know who he is in the movie, but like, I don't know him from elsewhere. I, I know that he has a comedy special on Amazon Prime. I haven't seen it, but like. He seems like a cool guy. He has chill vibes. Yeah. Uh, he and uh, Ryan Hansen, uh, JD and Brax, they jump off the plane and Ryan Hansen jumps off and shouts, yo! And uh, <laughs> uh, Jimmy Wong jumps off and shouts, lo! They, cause, and they're brothers. Yes. 
and they're very they're very nice together. We meet we meet the whole cast. We meet we meet JD and Brax, the two brothers. Um, we meet Melanie, uh, the hot girl. We meet Gwen, the the wannabe milf, and we meet the double the ult, ultimate bootlicker. Yeah. The, the biggest bootlicker you well we'll get to him but like the biggest bootlicker you can possibly imagine I, I forgot what like the character's name was so like for half of my notes I just have Paul? Pete? It was, I think it was Patrick but like in half of my notes I just have him as boot boy <laughs> uh, oh yeah that that is that that is what he he is boot boy he, isn't he? he truly is the bootest of boots god uh, so, um, Patrick. Patrick is his name. Uh, we also meet, um, uh, we also meet Julia, who is, like, the, the head assistant to, uh, Michael Pena, uh, Mr. Rourke. Um, and she's like, oh, yeah, Mr. Rourke is, like, getting things ready, but we will, we will, uh, and now I, we, we've all, you, we gave you a questionnaire, a one-page questionnaire, and this island will tell, will do your fantasy. See, I'm going to do that, like, one or two more times, but, um, it's, that definitely wasn't the last one. I'll stop eventually, but that, I, I, I mean, you, know. you can get plenty of mileage out of it. It's pretty good. Yeah, because, um, why do my notes just say all, oh, yeah, 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 okay. <laughs> um, because Julia is there and she's like, oh yeah, we'll make all the fantasies will happen. And then, um, uh, <laughs> JD and Brax high five each other. And someone's like, do you guys high five? Like always. And they just like high five each other. And are just like, all the time, baby. <laughs> and it's great. Uh, honestly, like, and we'll talk about this more throughout the thing. I would love to just see like a JD and Brax movie. Like there is a scale in my head and on one end it's, uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil, and on the other end, it's the hypothetical JD and Brax movie. I just, I mean, like <laughs> the sequel, like the versus, the, the sequel, the first sequel in the versus Evil universe. Yes, JD and Brax. Actually, uh, I evil. think, um, actually, I think uh, Todd, ver- T- no, uh, J- J- Tucker and Dale. Yeah, I think Tucker and Dale versus Evil is actually a sequel to the TV show uh, Todd and the Book of Pure Evil. Uh, just a little joke for all my, uh, for all my. Um, God, what is the niche that that that, that, that <laughs> reference will reach? Like Canadian metalhead stoners who were like metalheads and or stoners like a decade ago? I don't know. I, I had a girlfriend who showed me uh, that show and I, I thought it was funny, but it was also very mid 2000s. Anyways, uh, she what happened? Oh, yeah, they uh, he <laughs> boot boy tries to give, uh, one of the, one of the, like the, the wait staff at the place, uh, money. And the guy's like, Oh, there's no, there's no, uh, there's no need for money here. Um, and then he's like, huh? Okay. That's weird. Uh, everyone kind of gets settled in, but, uh, Josie gets a nosebleed and we, 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 the audience see it. No one else does. And we're just like, oh, that's weird. Yeah. Well, moving on. It, um, the nosebleed is like one of the. I'd say it's, like, up there with someone coughing into a tissue, and then you see blood as, like, if you want to signify ominous shit is happening, like, that's, like, the go-to thing. You just, like, hit the big button in the editing well, I think, I think does that. I think I think coughing up blood is, like, more a, a, a sad thing is happening, whereas, like, a nosebleed is, like, a, some fucked up thing is happening. Like, there's some psychic powers at play, okay, maybe, yeah, like or, a, like, like a someone's brain is being rattled. yeah. Yeah, like a strange, like a Stanger thing is 11. 
a stanger. Uh, but so Gwent stanger thing. Um, stanger was my Gwen least favorite is a... Metallica album. <laughs> oh, I don't get it, but I'm sure it's funny. There's, there's a Metallica album called Saint Anger. It's oh, oh, it, oh. that's all I have. To say. <laughs> Okay. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, got there. All right. <laughs> oh my god. Sorry. You're good. Um, there's some footprints in Gwen's bathroom, and she's like, "Huh, that's weird." Uh, anyways, I will go walk over to the mirror and freshen myself up, and then in the background of the mirror, I will see a sewer man. But there won't be a sewer man when I turn around. Also, the footprints will be gone. Who was that? I don't know. He's going to show up again, though. Uh, a lot of times before we find out who he is in the last like 15 minutes of this movie. Moral of the story: There was a sewer man, and then there was there was a sewer man. But there was a sewer man. There wasn't, and then there was, and then there wasn't. Yes. Anyways, um, uh, they they all convene in like the bar, and they're all like drinking, and Melanie is being like extremely flirt, ex- extremely extremely flirtatious to Boot Boy. She's like, "Hey, let's go suck and fuck," uh, <laughs> and and it's just like, uh, Pete, uh, Boot Boy's just like, uh. uh you're not a boot. I'm not horny for you. You're not leather and you don't go in my mouth. You're not a systemic form of oppression. <laughs> um, but in it, this is also a scene where we get a really good thing where it's uh where um I uh, uh, JD and Brax get asked, "Oh, you you two guys are really brothers because uh, Brax is, uh, I, I think, I think, um, Jimmy Yang is, uh, Chinese, I want to say. Yes, he's from yeah. Hong Kong. Yeah, he's from Hong Kong. Uh, so, and, uh, Ryan Hansen is not. Ryan Hansen is from, like, Milwaukee, California. Yeah. Fountain Valley, yeah. Um, and, uh, <laughs> uh, Jimmy Yang, uh, uh, Brax is just like, bro, are, you're being extremely racist. Also, you got a racist haircut, <laughs> which, like... To be he fair, does. he does. But then they're like, ah, we're just razzing you. They're the, but then uh, JD's like, ah, we're just razzing you, bro. Uh, yeah, his his uh, his his dad married my mom when he was a little baby, and now we're brothers. Yay! Woo. Which is cute. It, I think they're I think they're cute. They are. They're um such <laughs> like not to keep harping on it. Yeah, they are truly my two favorite characters. They are. Uh, JD also has a really good moment later where he's like, where they're like trying to be, where they're all talking about like, well, Melanie comes in and is like, hey, I'm going to double fist these drinks. And then uh, she walks up to Boot Boy and is like, what, what's your, f- uh, and I want to n- n- know what, what's your fan to, to see. And then uh, she, he's like, whoa, you're being really forward. And she's like, well, the question was to the room. What's everyone's fantasies? And then they start talking about how the island could possibly work. And JD's like, oh yeah, it might be like LARPing. And then he's like, not, not that I know what that is. I, I heard about it from like, Nerds and shit. It's super cool, though. Um, they talk about Reddit. Uh, but then they all split up to go do their fantasies. Uh, the boys get carted off to some uh, big sexy pool party with a bunch of models. Uh, well, I, I guess we can, like, just... Until they reconvene, do you want to just, like, split up everyone's fantasies and just talk about them in, like, isolation? Yeah, we can do that. 
Okay, so I guess we can start with JD and Brax because they're the first ones that happen. So JD and Brax go to this this party, and I I love this scene. This scene is great because they sh- they go there, and JD uh, and and JD is like, "Yo, all these babes are everywhere. I'm gonna get so drunk." And then he talks to um uh uh, uh Mr. Rourke is there, and he's like, "Yeah, uh uh," and and Bra- and Brax is like, "What? You think some just some of the women are gonna? I'm not. This ain't working for me." And then uh, JD is like, "Oh, don't worry, bro. I told him you're gay." And I was really worried for this moment because I thought that it was gonna be like i thought brax was gonna be like bro what you told him i was what yeah bro bro but then um like a bunch of just like extremely muscular dudes just step out from the <laughs> from from the uh from the weed tent and he's like okay he, yeah Bre- brax has, <laughs> this scene is just really brax funny. has an iconic line where it's like he sees all the hot guys and he thinks like oh you think this is gonna satisfy me i have multiple layers and then you see there's like a dozen bongs behind the guys and brax says i have two layers <laughs> <laughs> Like, listen, the guy, know, guy knows what he wants. I can't blame him. I respect him. Um, I gotta say, these are some doo-doo-ass bongs. You, like, like, listen, this is a fantasy island, and my fantasy island does not have fucking plastic bongs. <laughs> yeah. It's... You give me glass, or you get, or you get, or you go the fuck home. Yeah, there's just, like, a Coke can with, like, a sippy straw coming out of it, and you gotta make do with it. <laughs> Like we we joke, but like he's literally just like he's literally just drinking like he's literally just smoking out of like a twenty dollar acrylic bong that they probably bought like at the at the stoner store down the road from where they were shooting. Yeah. Um, but they're like, okay, yeah, let's have some sex and bang, and then they wake up the next. They they're like, oh yeah, let's party. They wake up the next morning. Oh, oh wait, and they're like decompressing. Or uh, before that, what's before that? that happens, I think like while uh while Brax is smoking up. I think, like, for a second, you see... He sees a sewer yeah, man, he right. he sees the sewer man, and then he says, I have to switch he to CBT. He sees a sewer man, and is like, damn. Yeah. He has to switch to CBT. That's his thing now. Listen, if you're... <laughs> Listen, if you're... If you're... If your weed's making you hallucinate, you gotta, like... You, you should probably, like, have that shit checked out. That's probably laced with something yeah. that you don't want to be a part of. Talk to your dealer. Yeah. Talk to your dealer, be like, bro, what the fuck? What did you lace this with? Um, but, oh yeah, there's a, <laughs> there's, in the, they're in the pool where this party is happening, there's a guy on one of those, like, those jet, those, like, not like jetpack, those, like, hoverboard things, yeah. you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah. Like, the, the, um, it's- the fucking, like, the, where you hook up, like, a water source to it and blast water at the bottom, and he does, like, a backflip, and then later on there's a guy, like, on a jet ski just doing, like, just doing, like, st- like standing backflips in the middle of the <laughs> yeah. pool, which is, like... <laughs> Frankly impressive with that with that little real estate to work in. Yeah, they're going for it. Yeah. But so um JD and Brax go have sex with their fantasy partners and then they come back the next morning and then they're like, damn, that that was lit last night. Let's I uh I, I had big I Brax is like, yeah, I had some pretty good sex. And JD was like, I had big sex too. I we boned twice. <laughs> Uh, and then he call, and then uh, Brax calls over the girl whose name is Chastity, and is uh, he's like, "Hey, uh, hey, Chastity, uh, did you d- tell me? Uh, uh, JD was just telling me all about last night." And the Chastity's like, "Oh yeah, he cried a lot. Talked about Jenny, and Jenny's like his ex, I guess, who had a bad, uh, a bad um breakup, a bad time. Oh, yeah, yeah." Too. 
Um, sorry, I'm just looking at the cast right now, and I just found out that Dave Bautista was originally supposed to be in this movie. Oh my god, who who do you think he would have played? I mean, Mike. Uh, so the the original the original cast that was thrown together was Michael Pena, Jimmy Yang, Dave Bautista, and Lucy Hale. Um. So uh, Maggie Hugh, Portia Doubleday, and Ryan Hansen were added later uh, in twenty in later that year, but uh, Bautista was taken off the cast list. So. Probably just another another guy on the flight, maybe. Yeah, that's that's valid. Maybe he was gonna be Ryan. Maybe he was gonna be Ryan Hansen's. Like, maybe he was gonna be JD. Yeah, I'd I'd say either him or maybe I could see him as like Patrick or. Wait, no, mm-hmm. it isn't like. Is Dave Batista like I? Don't know enough about the man's like. He's 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 Drax from uh from Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay, yeah, I do remember that. I was gonna say I don't know enough about his like personal politics if he'd like be gung-ho as being like a cop and a soldier and like whatever i think else. he's like an okay guy i don't know about that though um the but yeah we'll, we'll get to we'll get to boot boy in a little right. bit because um uh fucking uh jd and brax are like okay we're gonna we're gonna ditch the pool now take a look at the rest of this estate goodbye everyone oh we also see we also meet uh alejandro right that's that's uh jd's uh boy toy or brax's boy toy yes i i think i think i i know there's a joke later that like he has also named his like gun alejandro i uh, yeah that's the joke oh okay (laughs) okay i'm i'm sorry yeah because because they like they go inside the building and they're like okay let's go take a look at the this place that we're staying they're like oh shit look at these cool suits we've got okay let's go to the garage there's an armory oh there's a panic room bro okay let's go check out the armory and they like they they go down to the armory and uh jd is like holds a big gun between his legs and he's like oh yeah this is this is alejandro right and uh brax is like oh actually that he's a pacifist but uh oh oh you mean his penis yes yeah very (laughs) correct um, they also find some grenades and they load one into a baseball pitching machine yeah. <laughs> and just launch some into the, into the, like the, the beach water. They're, they're just having a time. Yeah. But it, um, it breaks bad, right? Because the, the next time we see them is like, they're hanging out in the, uh, they're hanging out in the, in just like some common room, some lounge room. And they're, they hear some gunfire and they're like, oh, that sounds like gunfire. I wonder what that is. Guess this place seems pretty realistic. And then JD is like, oh, hey, a laser pointer is, oh, hey, that's a laser pointer. And there's like a, a green laser dot on Alejandro's head. And then his head explodes like JFK. Yeah. His head just does that. And they're like, oh, they're like, oh, fuck. Oh, shit. We got to go to the safe room. Okay, girls. Super. They, it's really funny the way that they call, like, you know, that video of like Billy Eichner shouting, let's go, lesbians. Let's <laughs> yeah, go. Yeah. Um, it's it's very much that for this where it, where he's like let's go models let's go because they he doesn't he doesn't want to say girls but he will say he he will say models because he respects girls yeah and that's their profession so it's good uh huh so they go into the the room with the panic room and they call Michael Pena and they're like hey uh, Mr Rourke this is this is what's some fucked up shit's happening and he's like oh yeah that sounds like Kalashov's guys and they're like who the fuck is Kalashov. And then all the girls lock themselves in the panic room without uh, them. And then some like guys with guns bust down the door and uh, JD and Brash are like, we surrender. Um, the next time we see them, they're being interrogated by, uh, by the Russians uh, who are like, Hey, you killed our boss. Where, where is the money in cocaine? Uh, I will kill you. Show me where the money in cocaine is. Really quick. But though. Um, Brax, J- 
What's that? Oh, just really quick. I did want to say, like, there's another very good JD line where it's like when they're tr- ready to get into the panic room, he says, I feel just like Jodie Foster in that Jodie Foster movie. <laughs> that That's pretty good. Yeah. There are some, like, references to other movies that fall completely flat on in this one, but there are some other... There's also some good ones. Yeah. Um... So, the, uh, the, yeah, we, we, so they're like, oh yeah, uh, okay, we'll, we'll tell you where the drugs and money are, even though we don't know where they are, but we'll tell you where they are. We've been lying to you. We know where they are. They're down next to the garage, which is where the armory is that we learned earlier. Um, and Brax goes down there with them and he, uh, while in the middle of like being like, okay, I'm about to show you where the money and cocaine is. He like puts a baseball into the baseball machine the pitching machine, I guess it's called. Yeah. And that distracts them enough for him to like go behind a door, a very thin wooden door that gets absolutely blasted with like AK 47 caliber, like gunfire. Um, Brax is fine on the other side of it, but then, uh, he's like, uh, Oh, I, I, uh, they're like, Oh, you, you can't save yourself. Your brother won't save you either. Uh, and he's like, just, yeah, well, what about Alejandro? And the Russian guy's like, who the f- fuck is Alejandro? And then a shotgun blast obliterates one of the guys through the door. Like, it blasts a hole in the door, and it blasts a hole in the guy. Yeah. There, there's th- That guy now has a cacuin hole. <laughs> yeah, it's like a perfectly, like, just circular... You, n- hole. That, hole. That's the exact spread pattern of Buckshot every time. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm that, that's what it looks like. That's what it looks like when you join when you join a Team Fortress Two server that has no random bullet spread. <laughs> See, I I've, and you just shoot a hole in a wall. I was going to say something like, you know how in like a cartoon, like you know a character will run through a wall and then like Johnny Bravo leaves a perfectly Johnny Bravo shaped hole or whatever. I was I was going to say that, uh-huh. but I realized like a bullet shaped hole is just a circle, so that doesn't really work. <laughs> Uh, bullet shaped hole is a fucking dog shit Allison Chain song. <laughs> um, what happens next with JD and Brax? I'm trying to I... because they J, uh, J, well Brax fights his way out and then uh he like he does like a hostage situation with the grenade mm-hmm. uh and is like okay you guys gotta if you don't let me go I will explode all of us uh, and then he's like okay reunite me with JD and then they go to reunite and then that's when everyone else shows up so now we're gonna jump to someone else's story oh. before we get to this oh that crossroads. reminds me though I think after after uh Brax like blasts a hole in the one guy's chest uh don't don't you see like the mysterious liquid come out of that dude. Oh yeah, you see, you see the mysterious, you see the mysterious black goop that comes out of all the sewer men. Yeah, the sewer fluid. Yeah. Um, who's who's do you want to? Do? I think we should save Melanie's for last, probably. Yeah, I think that would be. Uh, um, do you want to? I think maybe. Do you want to go to Patrick's next? Uh, yeah. So Patrick's wish that he explains to Melanie is that he wishes that when he was a kid, he wanted to be a soldier because of reasons, but his mom said no. So he decided to eat a different kind of boot, which was to eat the boot of cop. He, he said, okay, I can't be, I can't be, a, I can't be a military man, but I'll be the next best thing. I, but I, he's like, I, okay, my mom won't let me be an army man, but I really want to kill some people. <laughs> yeah. 
without be, without facing any consequences. So I will instead become he a said, cop. said, what is, like, um, the second most racist job I can do? Like, I, yeah, like, it's... And the thing is, like, when you learn more shit, like, we... Because you learn later on that, like, his his brother died in the war, right? Like, and his dad died in the war, yeah. right? Like... Like the the only thing I can... and his 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 fantasy is to his fan his wish his fantasy island is to do the do war I I guess they're like not realizing this is gonna be like a real thing at this point they're all like there, there's like a various stages of disbelief that everyone has to get through that the only people who don't have to deal with like the oh shit this is real type stuff is J D and Brax which is fun yeah because um so. Um, Patrick gets driven, boot boy gets driven out to the middle of nowhere in the, in the forest and gets shoved out of the, the Jeep with his bag and stuff. And then he gets run up on by like uh, a small platoon of soldiers who are like, who's this guy? Oh, I've never seen him. He's got dog tags though. Uh, but he's not one of ours. Let's take him to the, let's take him to the Lieutenant and then they bring him back to like their base camp. Um, and, uh, the grenade from, uh, that, that, uh, JD and Brax launched into the water is, uh, it goes off and they're like, oh fuck, that was okay. We should get moving, get moving, get oh, moving. Oh shit. I, I actually um, didn't realize that. I just thought like it was a second grenade. Yeah, no. Anytime like gunfire happens, it's like someone else, someone else's story is happening. Oh, okay. Um, God, now I'm just getting mad about like what a good movie this could have been. <laughs> right? Like... Yeah. Um they 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 go back to their base camp and um they meet the lieutenant who uh Jade who um Patrick is like, Oh shit, you're my brother and he like tries to do like, Oh, I'm gonna tell you some stuff that only only my only your brother would know because I'm I don't know what's happening here, but I am your brother and you've we've been transported and then the, the guy's like Psych uh, Oh wait, no, it, it's his uh, it's his father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He thinks it's well. He thinks it's his brother first because he like he makes a couple of wrong guesses about the. Um, remember, like he says patch and shit about his kids, like when he's oh, like, "Oh yeah, what's my son? Right. What's my son's name?" And like, I think JD like or um, Patrick tries to call the name that of his brother's kid, but instead he calls his. Uh, it, it's instead Ali because he was a fighter, just like his. He was a fighter as a kid, so he got called Ali. Uh, they're calling him the yeah. White Muhammad Ali. <laughs> They are. Um, and there's a really stupid moment because um, where, where uh, Patrick has been KO'd and then he wakes up and some of the, one of the guys who's not his dad uh, takes a picture of him and is like, hey, <laughs> hey, you, dazed and confused. Like that movie that came out last year, right? And like that is like the dumbest possible way you could possibly say like, okay, this one's, this one's taking place in 1999. Yeah. Uh, okay, so like this drove me up a wall because like when he said that i thought okay when like i can backwards engineer this when did dazed and confused come out 98 and days okay I just, I just looked it up oh sorry 93 why did I... okay the three looked okay, like an sure. eight okay i think i need a new prescription classes maybe oh you're valid <laughs> but like so the like this guy canonically dies in 1994 so I was doing all this research as to, like, what U.S. military operations were going on in 1994. Uh-huh. And then, like, as I was doing this research, like, the dad's like, yeah, we're going to Venezuela tomorrow. <laughs> and I just, I, I became, like, just a little tea kettle and my tea, my face turned red and steam started shooting out of my ears. Ex explain to the listeners. Sorry. <laughs> like, the... 
what happens well, in the movie? Or... Ex- no, explain to the listeners what's making you boil over with rage. I, I mean, it's just like, so there were there was the Iraqi no-fly zone enforcement operations, first intervention in the Somalian Civil War, the Bosnian War, and then there was a mission in Haiti, and that was all going on in 1994. And, um, they just, was... and then they said Venezuela. <laughs> yeah, and they said Venezuela, and like, the only thing I can think of is... <laughs> Like, this is my headcanon, is that the dad was on a secret mission mm-hmm. to assassinate Rafael Caldera so Hugo Chavez never gets pardoned. <laughs> so, like, all, all I'm saying is just, like, rest and piss. Yeah, because what happens is the, guy, the, the, dad is, the dad is like, hey, you, you've got, why you have my dog tags? You're, th- these are mine. And he's like, uh, okay, you're my dad. Uh, and you died in a secret mission to Venezuela by saving your guys, and you fell on a grenade for them. And he's like, well, that's fucked up. I'm going to Venezuela tomorrow for a secret mission. Yeah. Um, they and, get back and that to... also raises the question, like, at, at the beginning, like, they see the guy has dag, uh, dog tags, and they say, oh, it's like, these aren't our dog tags. But you'd think that they'd, like, recognize, if they, like, looked at it enough to see the, like, style difference, they would know that it's their commanding officer's name on there, you know? Yeah. Yeah, um, so he, they, they get back to the base camp, and then the next morning, uh, uh, Patrick, Patrick, Boot Boy and Boot Boy Sr., uh, they, they grab up all of the, they grab up their stuff, and they're like, okay, we're gonna do a secret recon mission, you guys stay here, and then they just, like, start to fucking bounce, and just try and go home, um, they have a tussle because I, uh, I, uh, Boot Boy is like, Dad, you, you gotta, you, those guys are gonna die if you don't save them, and uh, you have to, Dad, get back here right now and die. You have to die for these mans. And his dad's like, being a hero is bullshit. I will be, I'm going to eat some cereal and say that anyone who's heroic is just dumb as hell. And anyone who died saving other people didn't have a reason to live on their own. Which is proven later on in this movie because he does, that guy does sacrifice himself. And he is like, he doesn't exist. He's like, not a guy. He is a man made of goop. Yeah. Like, this, god, this, like, scene made me so mad. It's just, like, like, boot boot man and boot boy are talking. And just, like, the, he, the son wants his dad to just be dad so bad. And, like, we, we, like, we all know dads are like that. But, like, one would surely imagine if, you know, you're seeing your father for the first time, like, since he died like 16 years ago or whatever your reaction would just be like go go be dead again like die for me right now to prove that you are capital m man (laughs) die to me right now so that i may so that i may become jinn (laughs) okay um what happens next in this? Because they, they have their tussle, and uh, 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 Boot Boy pulls a gun on his dad. And I don't remember how they get out of this to the until they get to the point where they're, like, back at the, the uh, estate where JD and Brax are. Yeah, I honestly have kind of, like, a blank space in my memory, too. Let me, I, hold I on. Give me, yeah, I, I'll like... cut this out in editing, but I'm going to scan my notes for a moment. Go for it. Yeah, okay. Um... I've got nothing from this point. Uh, that that it just kind of happens, I guess. Like they don't. I don't have anything in my notes about it. They may have just like truncated it. 
I'm, I don't yeah. remember. I don't remember. How does their fight even end? Because I remember them being, like, in their standoff, and then I feel like the next time I see them, they were, like, crashing JD and Brax's party. Yeah, I I think either they may have been distracted from the gunfire with, like, the uh, the Russian guys, mm-hmm. or, like, it, it, like, with the way this part of the movie is, it may have legitimately just been like, you gotta die. No, but you gotta. Okay, fine. <laughs> Yeah, that might have that might have been the case. Um, there was a line from the JD and Brack stuff earlier that I wanted to talk about because there's a really good line. Uh, because they they're talking back and forth. Like one of the Russian guy, uh, J- Brax at one point is like, "This is supposed to be a fantasy," and the Russian guy is like, "Well, maybe it's not the or fantasy." <laughs> um, yeah. But then later, Brax uh, after Brax blasts that perfectly perfectly spherical hole in the door, the. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the hole that he blasted through the door is like the that's the, the on physics problems that's the hole they have you imagine when you're doing problems based on Euler's principle. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> physics jokes. Yeah, one for the geeks out there. One for the geeks and the gamers. Anyone ever imagine a fr- everyone ever anyone ever imagine a horse that is shaped like a frictional that is shaped like a <laughs> frictionless orb? I'm with a di- with a diameter right of six. Tell what you go on DeviantArt, you can find some pretty good pictures of perfectly spherical horses. god oh christ i i i this will probably get cut from the podcast but um i feel like i've been like leaning into my like hyena laugh lately and i really enjoy the fact that i have been it feels good to just like let, lay back and let one rip it, it does it's a liberating experience i love i, I love myself and my cackle it's valid thank you um God, so, so, so before, right after Brax blasts an inflated Princess Celestia shaped hole in the door. (laughs) God damn it, I want to get that sentence without laughing. So after he does that, he says, this isn't your fantasy asshole. It's, It's a good comeback. It is. Um, so then we go to... Let's do Gwen's next. Uh, I feel like Gwen's is the... I, I feel like we should save Melanie's for last because Melanie will just like let us dovetail nice, nicely with the rest of the gang, I think. Yeah, for sure. Um, So Gwen goes to talk to uh, Mr. Rourke and he's like, hey, what's your fantasy? Regular. I, I ran out of uses of... I, I ran out of ludicrous uh, checks that I could cash. If I if I say it one more time, <laughs> he's going to he's gonna kick through my door and... Yeah, so, gonna, and 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 issue me and issue me a very strong paying him royalties. What's that? We're, we're gonna have to start like paying him royalties with the Patreon money. Yeah, right. Like he's gonna he's gonna kick my door and give me a season and and say hey and say hey fuck you. Here's a season desist, <laughs> and that's gonna be how fear baiting ends. <laughs> Issued a season desist by Ludacris for saying what's your fantasy too much. <laughs> The thing is, the thing about what's your fantasy is, is that like I've heard that original song a handful of times, and the only the only words of the original I know are "red carpet dick" going "roll out," and I only remember that because 
that's the only part that I remember because every other word in that song has been replaced by the punch up the jam version. <laughs> like I like I I, remember, I was just sitting on the on my bed uh, uh, earlier before, while I was like gearing up to watch this movie and I was I was just like muttering to myself like I'm gonna take you to the animation of a high school football stand and fuck under the stands. <laughs> God, I'm I'm pouring one out right now for pump up the jam. Rory, punch up the jam. Punch up the jam. Right? What did I say? You said pump up the jam. Cringe. The, right. That's cringe. Cancelled. Cancelled. Um. So what? Um. Where, where was it? Oh yeah. So so uh, Mr. Rourke is like, hey Gwen, what's your fantasy? And she's like, well, I wanted to have, I wanted to meet a man. There was this man in my life. His name was Alan. I wanted to have a baby with him. He proposed to me one year after we'd been dating. But I was in a dark place and I thought no one could love me. So I said, no, I would like to do it again. And he's like, okay, the, well, there, open those doors. There's that restaurant that you uh, told that you turned him down in. And she's like, oh fuck, oh shit, okay, I can do this again. Um, well, and this is important. Um, before before that happens. Uh, Mr. Rourke is we- reading from the little pamphlet or whatever she had to fill out. Uh-huh. And her exact wish is, Happiness and I aren't exactly compatible. Now, mistakes and regrets, we're old friends. So if I had one wish, I guess it would be to get to do a do-over. And one, that's important for, like, plot reasons. But, like, also just, like, saying you want to do a do-over, like... We all know the first rule of wishes is you never make a vague wish because then it's like, oh, I want a million bucks and then one million white-tailed deer or just like fucking up your house or whatever. Yeah. And also it just like, it does sound like a poem I wrote when I was 15. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I gotta say, I'm feeling like... <sighs> I feel like the monkey's paw aspect of I, I've never seen the original, but I understand that there is like an like a monkey's paw aspect to it, and I don't feel like that's entirely like I mean we you know I'm gonna save that for the end actually I'm gonna cut that out and save that thought those thoughts for the end because I the, we're okay. still in the middle of uh we're still in the middle of um recap but so he's like okay go go say yes to your husband and she opens the door and her beautiful husband is there Alan and he's like oh yeah today is the day and he's like he she's like oh shit they flew you out here oh my god did you have to pay to get here oh god and he's just like what are you talking about babe i saw you in bed this morning i have no idea what the hell you're talking about and she's like you're being weird but okay uh he proposes to her eventually she says yes and then they cry and then it cuts away the next morning they wake up in bed together um you get no, no, no. The next, the next morning, the, uh, she, sewer man. Right? Yeah, the next morning she's asleep, but then sewer man comes, but then sewer man grabs her, and then she's like, "Oh God, oh fuck!" And then she wakes up with a start, and then Alan is like, "Baby, what's wrong?" And she's like, "No, no, no I'm fine, I'm fine." And she looks at her phone, and there's like a photo from their wedding day, and she walks out to Mister Rourke and is like, "Damn, that's a good Photoshop." And he's like, "You've been married for five years." I don't know why I turned it like curly for a second there, but <laughs> and you're just like you're laying on your side and like running around in a circle. Yeah. <laughs> God, he did do that, didn't he? He did that. 
So, so he, uh, they, yeah, Mr. Worker's like, you have a child now. Ooh, her name is Lila. She's a little baby and she's going to say cryptic things to you in the same way that all children do, but it's going to be a horror source for the, like, you know, those Twitter things that people post all the time where like some kid will be like, mommy, I'm scared of the monster standing behind you. And then the person looks behind them and there's no one there. Uh, and of course, yeah, but the, I, <laughs> because like, the, I, I thought the, where you were going with that was like. You know how people on Twitter say, my five-year-old child came up to me and said, Mother, why has dangerous Donald Trump so grievously endangered our democracy? <laughs> yeah, that too. And also, Mommy, there's a monster behind your head. But um, the kid just says like some typical, like, like I swear to God, I've seen a Twitter thread about a kid saying this kind of shit to their parents. Because kids will say some accidentally, like, like, there's this comic I remember reading where like someone's like just making a drunk comic about having their kids. And they're like, hey, can I play with you? And the kid's like, no, you will never visit my house when they're when you're older. And like the parent knows that the kid is just like a, a two year old. So they don't really know what they're saying or like a four year old mm -hmm. or whatever, whatever age a kid would be saying that shit at. Um, but yeah. so they don't they, they can't cry about it because their kid just said that they will never live together. But like, <laughs> like, it, it's 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 just that the kid just like gives her like some child, some some accidental childish uh, malice because the kid's like. The kid's building a sandcastle and is like, oh, I love my sandcastle, but you'll never be able to live here with me, mommy. And I'm sure you know the reason why. Tiki, I'm going to go run and skip down the beach now. And then to the movie's credit, like the dad says, yeah, don't worry. I'm not allowed to live there either. Right, right. It's it's cute. Um, Next, I think, is when Gwen starts to, like, capital R, realize some stuff. Yeah, she's like, oh, this is not right. I, I, this is, this is fucked up and not right. I have these fabricated memories of my daughter and shit. And she like goes back to Mr. Mr. Rourke and is like, I, hey, I, I want a second fantasy. I want, I asked for a do-over and are you willing to risk your wife, the island, your, your island wife? And this is when we find out about Mr. Rourke's, this is not when we find out about it, but we'll talk about it now anyways, because we yeah. find out that the, there is some contract. Mr. Rourke had a wife who died and he wished her to come back to life. And the, the island did that for him. Uh, but it made her, he has to like uh, get, grant other people's wishes. And if he doesn't, his wife will explode. But she also kind of like dies and comes back to life a lot on her own, which is like why we saw her nose bleeding earlier. Oh, yeah. Spoiler alert. It's Julia's his wife in case you couldn't tell. Yeah. Um, but so he, she, she's like, Hey, you have to give me my second fantasy. I requested a do over. I did not request to marry my, my, this man. And he's like, well, tough titties. And she's like, Oh yeah, look at your hand. And his like ring finger is like phasing out of existence. And she's like, are you going to really risk your wife on that? Um, and so she gets sent back to a time like six years ago, prior to, prior to meeting Alan or whatever, like a, a, a time ago before meeting Alan. And she, there is a bill. There's an apartment on fire. There is a building on fire where she has to go save a guy. She she wants to go correct her biggest mistake that she thinks that because she let someone die in a fire forever ago, and she's like, okay, I gotta fix that. If I can't, if I don't fix that, I'm a horrible person. I'm gonna tell this to Julia and also to Mr. Rourke. Okay, now send me back in time so I can fail to save this guy again, and then also run into JD and Brax in the same building, and also run into Boot Boy outside at his car. Um, yeah. being a cop. And then how does that scene resolve again? I'm truly like, I I'm truly forgetting. 
Okay, so I think what happens is she runs upstairs. There's a... Or wait, no, first she's outside. She sees the fire. She sees Patrick. Patrick doesn't recognize her and also doesn't, like, do anything mm-hmm. to, like, save the guy who's in there. He just kind of puts his hands in his pockets and looks to the side and says, Ooh, yeah, maybe let's wait for the fire department. And then... yeah. <laughs> And then she's like, okay, then, I'm going to go back in. And then... And then uh, JD and Brax are coming down the stairs. They also don't recognize her. Um, he She gets upstairs, tries to break open the door, tries to save the guy, and gets, like, pretty far, I think, before mm-hmm. she collapses, like, because of smoke inhalation. Right, and then, she, then Julia saves her. Yeah. Um... So, uh, uh, oh, I remember what happened that caused the, um, that caused the, the two guys, that caused, um, Boot Boy and Boot Boy Senior to go meet up with Brax, which is that, uh, they get a call about a hostage situation that's occurring at the, at the estate, which is the, the fact that JD and Brax have been taken hostage by the Russian guys. Right, yes. Um, uh, let's see. Gwen, uh, Gwen kind of disappears for a while, right? And then, uh, 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 uh. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's only when, like, the rest of the crew are, like, back at the Fantasy Island right. headquarters or whatever. Uh, yeah, they... Sorry, I, I'll, I'll cut this out. I'm just completely zoned. Uh, so the the last person is Melanie, and we find out that her fantasy is to get some bully, some good old fashioned revenge on a bully, and because she was treated like shit as, as a kid and had to go see someone that she called Doctor Torture, which Doctor Torture, yeah, Doctor Torture, Doctor Torture. It's his God given name, his God given name of Doctor Torture. Um, name of the year, like semi-finalist, Dr. Torture. This is the, Dr. Torture is like the, the, uh, uh, Dr. Torture lost the year that Jim Bob Ghostkeeper won. Yeah. I I was going to say Dr. Torture is Dr. Innocent Doodoo's worst enemy. (laughs) Cause he's innocent. He'll never confess to, he'll never confess to anything. He just did a little innocent doodoo. <laughs> okay, so yeah, Melanie. Her fantasy is to get revenge on her bully, and she gets taken to like the basement of this compound, and is like, "Okay, here's your here, like." It, it's like a flash game where she's like, "Torture the stick man," and there's like a bunch of buttons you can press to make like a nuke hit him, and like a, a katana guy come in. Except for in her case, it's like buttons that make electricity happen, buttons that make water come down, buttons that make uh, you watch a video of her cheating on her husband and then post it to Facebook. Yeah, and there, there's also, like, when she's in the elevator going there, first of all, Mr. Rourke says, push the button that has, or, like, go to the floor that has no name, and it's mm. just, like, a picture of a snake in a circle, yeah. and, like... Go to the snake floor. <laughs> yeah, go to the snake floor. There's nothing ominous going on. It's fine. Right. Um, but, yeah, she, she her childhood bully of Sloan, who treated her like shit, um, and... Uh, the, 
she is like after a time after she uploads the video to Facebook and there's like a video feed of Sloane's husband calling her and be like, hey, what the fuck? Why did you post a video of you getting your of getting your back walls blown out by my best buddy, Mike? Why did you upload that to the Internet? Uh, and she can't talk because she's bound, bound and gagged in the torture chamber. Um, and at this point, Melanie is like, oh, shit. Oh, fuck. This is real. And um, I. Okay, so the reveal at the end of this movie is that Melody, Melody is evil and she orchestrated, she helped orchestrate this entire thing with the help of Michael Pena, Mr. Mr. Rourke. Yeah. I don't get why, when she's, when she's, she's down here, she's on the other side of some two-sided glass, like the other, like the people, like Sloan can't see out, but you know, uh, uh, she, but, um, um, oh my God, sorry. Sloan can't see out, but Melanie can see in. And I don't know why she's doing all this acting like she doesn't know what's going on while no one else is down there. Yeah, I I was really racking my brain on that. Like, the only thing I could come up with was, like, because she was recording it. Oh, yeah, right? that's right. She is. Okay, she is recording it to show so, to her as evidence later that she saved her. Okay, yeah. So, like, that might be it, but also, yeah, it does just seem like a lot of effort to put in when like you could have just not done that, you know? Yeah. But it's whatever because Dr. Tor, because she's like, Oh fuck. Oh shit. This is real. That's, that's the real Sloan on the other side of that glass. And then she's like, okay, I'm done doing torture to her. But then Dr. Torture walks in. <laughs> and like, he, he's well, a man in like a surgical cool. mask. Imagine. Uh, uh, so what happens is a man in like uh, a dre- like, you know, dressed, you know, scrubbed up, ready to do surgery. He walks in and he walks up to the two sided mirror and takes off his, his surgical mask and reveals that his mouth is stitched shut and she's like <gasps> doctor torture <laughs> yeah Be- because like earlier in the movie she said something like uh i hated talking to that guy i wished i i wish i could just staple his mouth shut sometimes and that like leads me to my next point which is like doctor torture is probably like a psychologist or a therapist then right right so like there's no reason for him to be in like Right, but this is this is other don't than the fact that his name is Doctor Torture. Well, don't forget that this one is not this one is not like Doctor Torture parentheses real. This is Doctor Torture parentheses zombified. But also like the oh, other okay. guys who have been composed out of black goop are like this movie is a fucking mess. This movie is a fucking mess. Yeah. But so Sloan Sloan is like um she or not Sloan um Melanie is like oh fuck okay he's about to torture her uh, I need to do some adventure game shit so what what she does is she turns on the uh she does the water from the ceiling and then uh she turns on the taser button uh she make well she makes toilet water fall on them and then uh yeah. uh she tasers uh mr mr torture dr torture while he is uh well while he has his hands on sloan and i'm uh, i i am certainly no expert on electricity um i feel like sloan should have died here yeah, you'd you'd think so, unless it's like, unless it's a special type. It's like the special frequency of electricity that only like gets goo monsters and not human flesh. Like <laughs> right, right that 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 wavelength of electricity. Yeah. Does, does electricity does it, does electricity have wavelengths? It doesn't, right? No, I I I don't think it does. I think it's just like different wattages. And voltage. Listen, we're, listen, we, we, we're two math geniuses. We're not two electricity geniuses. Yeah. Well, geniuses. We're two, we're two, we're two people pursuing a math degree. 
I can tell you anything about any number, but do not say to me the word of electricity. 69, dialed in. 420, nice. you know it. ACDC, Love. uh-uh. Can't handle not that shit. Not a great band. You're making, me bread, you're making me do a bread box? What the fuck? <laughs> oh, God. Anyways, um... So Melanie rescues uh, uh, Sloan from Dr. Torture and is like, hey, uh, I also got captured and just escaped. Uh, I, I had a gun. I lost it. Um, but uh, hey, we're, we're good now. Let's let's get out of here. And Sloan's like, well, OK. And they meet like a they meet a sewer man. Not like not like the sewer man. They meet like a guy who like looks like he might live in the sewer as opposed to a man who is spawned from the sewer, who is the sewer man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> some men are born sewer men others have sewers thrust upon them <laughs> exactly <laughs> um, so this this guy is like hey uh, what's up I'm here to save you and we saw him earlier he showed up in like Patrick's he showed up in Boot Boy's fantasy uh, very early on it was to be like hey the, you, you want to die then get out of here fuck you bye and then he shows up again now and is like okay I'm going to save you all I'm a private investigator. The you have to we have to figure out we have to go to the source of the islands bad. Um and we have to go to the source of the islands bad. And they go there. They go there to the source of the islands bad and it turns out that the fantasies are being created by a magic crystal that spews water black slime i'm not entirely sure what it does but they put it in the drinks and the water and of the island and then they when they drink it their fantasies happen and they make a wish and they (laughs) yeah it's i i am in this moment realizing that like this is like this is what happened in the first arc of the adventure zone right like you, you have to drink from the uh, like the jellyfish water, and then like you can understand what everyone's saying. I mean, I in that they are both imbibing a substance that is created by some otherworldly thing. Yes, but I think to, okay, yeah, I think that's about where the comparison that's, stopped. <laughs> that's fair. It, you know, it's actually like the myth of hey, uh, just 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 and that uh, just, put just something to, in their mouth. Uh, just to be um, just to be one hundred percent crystal clear here, um, Melanie was uh, assigned male at birth, and uh, you two were twins. And she turned. Sorry, I'm, I'm making fun of Griffin McElroy doing the <laughs> oh, okay. doing that. Sh- I I I had reason to re-listen to that recently, and like, I don't know who the fuck. Like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to get into the Adventure Zone type beefs here, but like, I don't know who the fuck I was four years ago that I thought that was like representation win. Yeah, like. I, sorry, I I had was I had reason to re-listen to that clip, and it's not it's not it's not good. I popped off. I popped like listen. I'm not here to judge anyone who popped hard for it. I popped hard for that shit in 2017, but looking back at it, it's like, man, you could have done that a thousand percent better. (laughs) Yeah. Oh God. Uh, so it's uh, uh, with Melanie and like the, yeah we're still we're still in the, the we're still in the the water hell with Melanie, um yeah. and this is when this is when Sloane finds out that Melanie was the one who was a guest and is the reason that she was there and they have like an argument they get into a tiff it's fine they have an apology later it's fine, um yeah. but th- they see this like the 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 water source and like uh the guy the the sewer man is like I'm a I'm a private investigator and they uh they sent me here to figure out what the fuck's going on here. Um, 
and uh, what the fuck was it? I don't remember the guy's name. He, he dies in like two scenes, but like he's like, okay, I got this canteen full of water. You hold on to this, Sloan. Take this, smuggle this on out of here to my guy. Uh, okay, uh, I'm gonna. Doctor Torture's coming back now, and he's gonna fight me, and I'm gonna launch us both off a cliff to our hopeful deaths. Yeah, I, <laughs> I just like. Sorry, I'm also blanking right now. No, like, it's fine. I, I, rem- I remember, like, when uh, Dr. Torture, like, tackles the guy, and they both roll off the cliff. Uh-huh. I, I, I just feel like, like, this part of the movie is, like, I think it's because it's the closest to, like, the actual main plot of the movie that I like it the least. Yeah. It's just, it's all over the place. Like, I think if you watched these movies, I I think if you watched, like, this just feels like someone took four scripts of a Discarded Fantasy Island episode, uh, of Discarded Fantasy Island episodes, like, rewrote one of them to be a, to be a bigger plot, and then just, like, slapped them all together. Yeah. Um... But it's whatever. I'm not mad about this movie in any way, shape, or form. I don't know why I'm so mad about this movie. I have no attachment to the original Fantasy Island in any way, shape, or form. But I digress. Um, Melanie, they, so yeah, Dr. Torture and the private investigator get thrown off a cliff into the abyss. Uh, and they, then they all reconvene at the hotel, I guess the, at the, at the resort. Um, and they're like, okay, so we all knew this guy who died. His name was John. And, uh, they're like, how how did everyone, what's that? Uh, before that happens, there was the, uh, there was the scene with, uh, when Patrick saves, uh, JD and Brax. Oh right, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. We um before everyone regroups at the hotel at the at the resort, um, uh, JD beefs it. He gets shot or stabbed. He yeah, he gets shot by a yeah, reanimated corpse, by a reanimated what? corpse of one of the of one of the Russian men. And uh, uh, boot boys, a... boot boy senior perishes, uh, sacrificing himself to save everyone. And then they all regroup at the resort. They talk about this guy John who burned to death. Um, they're like, oh yeah, we all knew him. And since we don't know how Melanie was there, Melanie is like, oh yeah, um, I had just met him. We were going to go on a date that night, but, uh, I, he, I, I got cold feet at the last second and, uh, he, he was not supposed to be in his house. He was supposed to be with me. And they're like, oh fuck. Okay. So we all, we all played a role in this guy's death somehow. Anyways, there's a plane coming and they run outside and Brax is like the plane, the plane, like in the show. Do, do you get it? Yeah, I, I get it. I'm clapping again for the second time in the movie. It's great. Um, and they uh, then the Russians pull out an RPG and uh, obliterate the, the plane from... <laughs> and just blow it the fuck up. I, I did get a good laugh out of that. It's like... It's just... It's such new grounds tier humor, you know? It, it's like... It's, it's, the, it's exactly just the fucking... It's just fucking... It's literally just fucking the scene, that scene from Resident Evil, uh, Resident Evil 4. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they, they, okay, so they go back to the hotel and they're like, okay, we have to go to the, we have to go stop the fantasies because I think, they think that Mr. Rourke and, uh, uh, Julia are, uh, Nick, dead Nick or John or whatever the hell his name's parents are. They, they I, think that they're his dead parents, that, that he, yeah, that they yeah, are his parents yeah. and their wish is to have him be alive again, I guess. Which is like, it, it is like a pretty far-fetched wish because at this point like it's been established that uh julia is like alive because of the island or is the island or something so and it's also been established that everyone gets one fantasy 
so it it does just feel like it's kind of it, it does right, feel like a very you know nothing that's, that's what um plot. that's what the uh the car seat headrest album was about uh the 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 wish of having a second <laughs> fantasy God. It, <laughs> bodies was actually Don't about like all, all the Realize our wishes could fall <laughs> apart at any second. <laughs> when he said, "Don't you realize our bodies could fall apart at any second? That was about the sewer, the sewer man, and he just like turns to <laughs> sludge and goo. He just bursts into slime. <laughs> yeah, that, that that's what um that's what uh that's what um God fuck I know I know this guy's name I keep. I keep forgetting what Carsey Headrest Man's name is. Oh, Will Toledo. Will Toledo, thank you. Yes. Um, that, that's what Will Toledo was talking about when he... Yeah. <laughs> oh. Uh, he would speak... He, uh, Sewer Man would speak to you in song, but he can't. But you can't sing. <laughs> Even though everyone can sing. Sorry, it's, that's, that's the one, one Carsey Headrest song I know, and I'm really enjoying this line of jokes about Carsey Headrest. It's good. Um, God. When, uh, when JD got shot in the spine, he said, "My back is killing me, baby." That's, that's another album. <laughs> I, based on the setup, I could kind of tell, but I appreciate the explanation, anyways. Okay, good. Oh my God! So th- then they're all just like, "Okay, we have to go fuck off to the hell, the hell place where the crystal is, with the, with the like where the." Where everything is, and there's like they, they just like there's like a 15 minute sequence of them in like the caves and like all of them disappearing and having weird visions. Um, a Sloan clone shows up, like a clone of Sloan. Um, yeah. Uh, JD shows up. JD dying shows up and uh, talks to Brax. He's like, bro, my the par- my parent. I was always the favorite because they hated you for being gay. Oh no, I'm gonna die and turn into goop. I'm just an illusion. Bye. Yeah, there's there's that. I think there was like a Metal Gear Solid thing where like a bunch of like all the people that Patrick killed like come out of the river to drag him down. God, I forgot about that. But yeah, they they, they all find their way to the crystal and the water source, and they're like, "Okay, let's blow this up." And then Melanie is like, "Not so fast. I just stabbed a boot boy. This entire thing has been my fantasy. Uh, my fantasy has been." Mel- Sloan ruined my life with all of my bullying and everyone made me feel so unloved and the first time I met Nick or John or whatever the fuck his name is he made me feel so loved and so we went on we, we set up a date for the next day and w- w- he didn't show up and I waited there for an hour I waited there for two hours and I got home because I was like oh he stood me up Sloan was right I'm, I'm unlovable but then I found out about the fire the next day and I was heartbroken I decided to kill every single one of you motherfuckers and it's like, so I, I've been maladjusted. I, I, listen, I was bullied. Yeah. I was bullied a lot. I've been stood <laughs> up on dates. But, but did, like, like you, I just, you don't, you the, don't do murder. About the it. motivation on this is just like, like, like someone comments on it later as if like, that's enough to get out from under it. But it's just like, it's so colossally dumb. Like it's, it's just, it's, it's so it, stupid. Yeah. Yeah, Brax says like, well, like what the fuck? They went out once, and it's like they went, I, I they appreciate the joke, date. but like you're, the script still did that, you know? Like right, like you can't lampshade that one away. It's like what? Yeah, I just it's I, I don't know, I don't know. 
I, I, this movie, this movie feels like it should be about like grief. Like this movie feels like it should be about like letting go of the past, but instead it's about like actually holding onto the past as epic as long as you can do it forever. Right. Um, where was I? I was, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So Melanie explains her big fucking master plan or whatever the fuck it is. Um, and they're like, damn, that's, that's fucked up. Uh, okay. Uh, Hey, uh, I'm Mr. Rourke and I have to let this, this whole thing happen. Cause this is her fantasy. And if I don't, I'll lose my wife. And they're like, please, your wife would not want this. And he's like, sorry, got sorry about it. And then he walks away. And then Julia, his wife is like, you must think, think of them. You must do the thing for them. How surely something must be able to be done. And he's like, Okay, them's the breaks. Let me go do something. And he's like, he walks back into the room. He's like, "Hey, Sloan, you know you get a fantasy too." And she like takes a big sippy of her of the of the canteen of water that had been bottled earlier. Uh, and oh yeah, they they threw they threw John the sewer man into the into the into the pool with everything, uh, and he just yeah. like dissolved into nothing because he's dead and not he's like a zombie. Um, and then Sloane takes a big swig and she's like, my fantasy is for you, Melanie, to be reunited, to make up with your lover, John or Nick or whatever. And then John or Nick or whatever comes out from like the pool and like yanks her in and like they, then she dies. But then she pops out for one last hurrah and throws a grenade out into the, into the, into the, uh, amongst them. And just like his daddy, Boot Boy <laughs> dives on the grenade and explodes into a fine paste. Yeah. He he follows in his father's footsteps and just becomes just like sludge and particles. <laughs> I become sludge to transform myself. <laughs> yes. Uh, God, God, we we can also like edit this out, but I have been like thinking of the line "I swallow sludge to transform right. myself" in reference to the Geiger right. Tiger. Oh shit! That's so good. Yeah. Fuck. Okay, I need to get a I need to get like a sequence now of. Of Genya, of Genya swallowing sludge to transform herself into the Geiger Tiger. Yeah. Fuck, that's good. Fuck, fuck. Okay, I'm, I'm literally, oh, I'm literally making a new thing in Evernote called Commission Ideas. <laughs> thank you for that. I, I truly thank you. Yeah, okay. no problem. Um, sludge. Yeah. Uh, they. I swallow sludge to transform myself. <sighs> oh right, there's a. There's also this other thing where it's, you know, Sloane's wishes. I wish that uh, Melanie and Nick or John or Chris or Dan or whatever the fuck yeah. his name is, is like, I, I wish that they were together forever. And like, this is what I mean about like vague wishes, because it turns out good. But I think it would have been very funny if Mr. Rourke was like, okay. And like, they just like have a big wedding and like the rest of them do just die. Yeah. So so after after yeah. Boot Boy explodes into a fine pace, they all wake up the next. They all like wake up in their beds as though nothing had happened, um, and they're like, "Okay, it's time to go home." And then Brax is like, "Actually, I'm gonna wish my brother back to life." And uh, Mister Brock is like, "Uh, you have to stay here forever if you do that." And he's like, "Oh, that's fine. I just want my brother to be alive. I had to move out anyways." Um, so so Gwen and Sloane hop into the plane, and the plane starts taking off, and. Uh, they're like, hey, uh, wait, Brax isn't coming. And then JD, uh, out of nowhere, pops out of the front seat. He's like, yeah, I, I think he's staying behind. And they're like, well, uh, uh, okay. Uh, he leans out the window to wave goodbye to Brax. And uh, Brax is like, oh, shit, my brother's alive. Bye, bro. Um, and then 
I literally like fucking threw my notes on my bed at at, at this because earlier in the movie there there's a couple of references like JD calls Brax T a couple of times and there's a couple of references to a bad tattoo and he uh objectively this is a hilarious tattoo I I, I have to get out of the, I have to get out ahead of this but um uh. Uh, uh, Mr. Work is like, hey, what's uh, what's what's up with the bad tattoo I keep hearing about? And he's like, oh yeah, it's some ink I got to get rid of. Uh, I lost a bet in college. I had to get the dumbest thing tattooed on me possible. And he rips open his shirt and he has a tattoo on him, like right where his name, right right where a name tag would go that just says tattoo. Like, do you get it? Like the guy in the TV show, the guy in the TV show who was named it, Tattoo and said the plane. Now. On the Wikipedia page, it does say somewhere that this movie... Okay, serving as both a horror reimagining and a prequel to ABC's 1977 television series of the same name. So, like... But that's not... that that if It's It cannot prequel, be a prequel because they're talking about, like, Reddit and yeah. Bitcoin and shit in this. Yeah, one, there's that. And two, like, not to be insensitive, but, you know, the actor who played the original tattoo, uh, Hervé Viachet... Uh-huh. He was a little right. person, and Jimmy Yang is not a little person. So, like, it, it does raise troubling questions as to what happened, like between now and then. Yeah. What 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 did you what did you do to him, Michael Pena? <laughs> yeah. Oh he, God. He made he made Jimmy Yang have the Cotton Hill surgery. The co- God, fuck you. <laughs> Oh god. <sighs> like there's there's a movie um about his life and like it's he, that guy actually had a tragic life, uh Hervé Viachet. And like all I could think about during the last like 10 minutes of this is how much I would rather be watching like that movie instead of whatever this is. Mm-hmm. Like looking through my notes, I have stuff like I think I might actually like love this movie this might actually be a good movie and then it just abruptly stops and it's just complaining <laughs> for a while yeah like so I, 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 on a scale of zero to five sewer men how many sewer men are you gonna give this movie like the first i think the first half of this movie is like genuinely really fun if you just want to go and watch like Watch the first hour of this movie and then turn it off and then as a writing exercise go write the end of this movie. Yeah. Cause I'm sure whatever I, you can come up with is better than what they actually came up with. This this ending just maybe like everything just kind of falls to pieces looking back on literally anything. Yeah. I, I mean like like you brought up, like there's no reason for Sloan to like be acting like that. And even if it is to like give proof to or to Melanie I mean and even if it is to give proof to Sloan like she could have just not done that and it's very transparently like just something being done for the audience yeah um I feel like on a scale of zero to five sewer men I I I might give it like three or two and a half because like you're right like the first hour is undeniably a very fun movie and then it just like much like the sewer men themselves it just like dissolves right and i'm sorry if our uh i'm sorry if our um 
I, I'm very sorry if our uh, if my recap if our recap of this was a little bit uh, all over the place. So was this movie. In my defense, I'm also going to give this. Uh, I think I'm going to give this one to Sewer Man. I, I would not like to cut a Sewer Man in half. Um, <laughs> That's fair. So we got questions. Yes. Uh, Jade at Core Penetration on Twitter wants to know how many times do they say the plane in order to capitalize on the only thing nearly anyone who winds up watching this movie will remember about Fantasy Island. I believe they say it three times. Also, what fantasy of yours do, they th- do you think they'd have a hard time making horror? Um. Hmm. Hmm. Well, okay. Uh, let me think. Um, can't talk about that one on public. Can't talk about that one on public. Um. No, that yeah, one either. I'm, kind of, I, I'm in kind of the same boat as you right now. Because, like, the thing is that, like, fantasy is such, like, a sexually charged word. They, like, even reference it in the movie, right? Because they're like, what what, what fantasies do people like? And Michael Pena is like, oh, mostly sex stuff. Like, yeah. It, like, it does, but, like, I'm trying to think of, like, what are some, like, fantasies I have about, like, you know what? No. I think that my, my fantasy would be that I did not choose to go skateboarding on that day three years ago. I mean, that's... <laughs> like, to, to the credit of the question, it would be very hard to make a horror movie about not skateboarding. <laughs> it would be. Um, But, uh... uh or, or maybe just, like, the, the I don't know... <laughs> My fantasy to stop COVID. <laughs> my fantasy to stop yeah. ni- my fantasy to stop nine eleven. My fantasy to stop. You know, I I feel like at a yeah. point like if I know <laughs> the problem with this question is that like if I know the that this is actually going to be a real thing, my brain is just like like if I know it's going to be a real thing going in, I'm going to use it on something big like wishing for wishing for no COVID or something. But like going in and I just think it's going to be like a, they're just going to do their best to appropriate my fantasy. I'm not going to give them some shit like that. I'm going to like just come up with some freaky deaky sex thing and have them and be like, oh, let's have this happen. And then when a sewer man comes and like and like touches t- <laughs> when a sewer man come and touches comes and touches my G cops, then I will be upset. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm in like a parallel boat where like outside of the fantasies that you can't talk about in public. Like, how are they going to make, like, yeah, I have a girlfriend, and, like, we're just kind of snuggling in a bed and just watching anime or whatever. Like, that's not a good horror movie, you know? But, but what if there was a sewer man? <laughs> yeah, they're wa- we're watching a sewer man crybaby on the television. <laughs> okay, alright. We're at recommendations now. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> anyways what do you what do you have for recommendations this week oh god uh for recommendations i you know uh, can i actually like have two okay that's fine Uh, you can you do one i'll do one then you do another one okay cool so like my first um my first recommendation is the movie that they made about uh, the original Tattoo's life. It's called My Dinner with Hervé. Oh yeah, I, I saw that. On, I saw that on Wiki. The uh, the um, the Peter D- Peter Dinklage is in that one. Yeah, Peter Dinklage is in it. It's a 
And like I said, if you read about, like, the actor's life, he had, like, a very, like, he struggled with depression a lot, and, like, you, I, how do I say this? Like, he was, like, Tattoo lived a much harder life than you would have thought, like, not just in terms of difficulty, but also in terms of, like, you know, sex and drugs and stuff. And it, I don't know, it's just, like, I'm going to make a cold shot. I haven't seen it, but I think it would be, like, it, it just sounds interesting. Go check that out instead of watching Fantasy Island 2019 movie. Hell yeah. Um, my recommendation this week is going to be... Shit. I All I've done this week is watch anime that I've already talked about on this podcast and can't... Uh, can't um, I, 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 I've already recommended ReZero twice. I can't recommend it a third time. Though it is really good. And probably even hearing me say this, it's way better than you think it is. It's not the waifu wars show that every fucking anime nerd on the internet turned it into. I, I, having watched the first season of it, I get really fucking mad thinking back about how that, uh, that show was presented by all of the fans of it. Yeah, that's like, kind like, of the curse of fandom. The, the thing is that, like, I will not deny that there are cute girls in that show. And a thing that's nice about it is that there are a lot of, like, pretty adult women in that show also. But... The show is about so much, like every single horny anime boy about that show is like the exact antithesis of the protagonist. Hmm. God, sorry, I'm, I'm just scrolling my Twitter now for a, for a, you know what? My recommendation this week is going to be the Twitter account of No Context 2000s Web. Uh, it's at NoCon2000s, uh, NoCon2000 2000s, NoCon 2000s. Uh, and they just post like video clips of like internet stuff from the two, from the aughts that was popular. And it's like, I I've seen like stuff that was like popular in the nineties. Like, you know, you, you see those stuff where it's like, oh, nineties commercials and stuff. And it's like, that doesn't hit quite as hard as this stuff is all hitting these, like these, a these, like these gifts from discord, these like bad flash animations, this fucking super Mario brothers Z shit, like everything. Oh, wow nice it's it's a really it's a really good follow can't recommend it enough what's your other recommendation oh my other recommendation is just because like i haven't seen my dinner with Hervé. like i wanted to say something that i know is actually good mm -hmm. and i'm i'm sure that like you've already recommended this on like this podcast but go watch haikyuu it is uh, good um, it's it's so good like for the first time in my life i like get why people like do sports instead of being like the one person who's like oh well i call it sports ball actually right like it's i i when like all this is over i i want to see like a volleyball game so bad i don't care if like no one in the like girls high school and bas not basketball volleyball team is going to do rolling thunder, I just I I want to see <laughs> you want to get out there you want to get out there and support local ba local volleyball team. Yeah, exactly. You now you now understand the epic highs and lows of high school volleyball. I understand it. Yeah, I yeah I mean I've been I've been very regular about volleyball for the past couple of months. We all know this about me. Um, Antigone, thank you so much for coming on this podcast. It was an absolute delight. Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Antigone Progony, and that's anti gone P 
Crow gone. Gone as in no longer here. Um, I don't really have any other podcasts to plug. I'm just kind of out here <laughs> living my life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's where you can find me. Awesome. Um, thank you very much to Matt Gamecube, uh, uh, owner uh, supreme of Noisepace.xyz, which is where this podcast and so many other ones are so graciously hosted. Other podcasts such as Fear, ba- uh, nope, this one's Fear Baiting for Wonder Years, which is the Animorphs <laughs> podcast I do with my friends Blair and Seda. Um, Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die, the po- uh, the politics podcast that I do, and uh, Special Grade Snacks. It's the newest one. I've been pushing it a lot, but I think it's because I think it's a good show, and the source material is also good. It's a, it's a Jujutsu Kaisen watch-along podcast. Truly delightful, in my personal onion. Um, thank you to uh, Seda for providing the intro and outro music to this episode and all episodes. Thank you to Blair for editing this episode uh, and also most episodes. Thank you to Antigone again for coming on this podcast. Thank you to, um, I think that's all my thanks. So I got to head over to Patreon right now. Uh, if you would like to support the podcast, patreon.com slash fearbaiting one buck a month. When we get the episodes out early, you get them early. Five bucks a month, get your name right on the podcast and a uh, sh- and a message read. Uh, Ten bucks a month gets you all of that, plus um, plus um, you can make us watch a movie. So uh, I, I'm not normally shouting out uh, $1 per month patrons, but I do just want to give a big holler to uh, someone who just subscribed two days ago. Uh, sensual kazoo. Thank you for your $1 patronage. <laughs> I'm not going to shout you. I'm not going to shout out $1 every week, but if you join with a $1, I'll, I'll shout you out. Um, so thank you very much to Michael Kaiser, Paul Moran, Kit Spindler, and Ducky Aisha. We love you all so, 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 so much. Um, we're on Twitter at fearbaiting. I'm also on Twitter at sunhat genya, S-U-N-H-A-T-Z-H-E-N-Y-A. I believe that is everything. Oh, also, I don't mention it very often. I, I don't mention it like ever, but Blair is also responsible for the podcast art. Uh, he made that shit. Uh, he's on Twitter at Blair Kitch. Also, Seda can be found making music under people you meet. I'm sorry. Seda did the intro and outro music for our podcast. I know I already said that, but I did not say that you can find them under making music under people you meet outside of bars, uh, .bandcamp.com or just go to gaygothvibes.online. And I think that's everything. A little bit out of sorts for this outro. But until next time, I'm Sarah. I'm Antigone. And remember, you can put a fucked up guy anywhere. Sewer man. Good night, everyone. <laughs>